Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode four of the Q Review, your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the unofficial podcast of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I'm here once again with Theo. Theo, how's it going, man? How was your week? I'm doing great. The week is great so far. Um, yeah, nothing much is going on, but excited for this podcast. Lots of schoolwork building up, though. Oh, what a busy been, week. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot right now. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, 50 assignments this week. Big news coming out of Kentville, Nova Scotia. I was working for the Kentville Wildcats baseball team as the scorer, scorer, DJ, and stats guy. And after 22 years in the making, the Kentville Wildcats are your Nova Scotia Senior Baseball League champions, and they will go to nationals in Red Deer next year. It was my first year working for them, so to cap it off with a victory, it was bittersweet and it was a great team to work with yes was... sir congrats boys <laughs> yeah. uh chris was telling me all about it every week how how the boys did and i'm kind of intrigued now even though i'm not part of the team i always like to hear what what you boys are coming into the playoffs yeah. is the four seed knockoff one seed dartmouth and then knocking off the halifax pelham yeah, shitty dartmouth <laughs> the pelham canadians in the finals three two win in game six shadow kempel wildcats 22 years in the making finally get it done any big stories out of you from the last week uh, big stories uh, i don't think so no nothing exciting with me nothing big uh, i don't think so nothing at all um now you're putting me on the spot um am i missing something or you're just wondering no i was just wondering i'm uh, interested in your life i want to make sure you're... i appreciate it but no not i was just grinding with schoolwork um was working with high button shout out high button but that, that was about it um yeah nothing exciting for me well big news out of us the halifax mooseheads and the drummondville voltageur will be playing tonight at Scotiabank center in halifax and i will be at the game for warm-up taking videos for you guys on instagram and i will be giving live updates throughout the game obviously you guys won't see them till tomorrow as you won't know about this until tomorrow because that's when the podcast is getting released but that's some big news for us my boss at Halifax, shout out Ryan McDonald, uh, managed to get me a press pass, so. Yeah, shout out Ryan, that's. Yeah, it's uh, good to know, for huge, sure. And huge thank you, and it's going to be fun for Chris, for sure, I'm excited for him. All right, let's get some news in from the QMJHL in the past week. We had some more games rescheduled, so St. John and Moncton, originally on March 22nd, 2023, will be played on February 23rd, 2023. Cape Breton, Moncton, supposed to be on November 30th, 2022, will now be March 22nd, 2023, and Victoriaville at Cape Breton, originally for October 5th, 2022, canceled due to the hurricane, will be played Wednesday, November 30th at 7 p.m. That's basically so Victoriaville doesn't have to make an extra trip up to Nova Scotia because we all know road trips are no fun for anybody as most of those teams usually take a bus. I feel like a bus from Victoriaville to Cape Breton would be an absolute grind. Yeah, that would be pretty brutal. I don't blame them at all. Not wanting to come here. And one other scheduled game, Blaineville Gatineau is supposed to be on March 23rd. Will now be March 24th at Center Slush Puppy in Gatineau. Mm -hmm. The NHL season is getting underway, and there is 84 QMJHL alumni that cracked lineups. And the NHL got underway on Tuesday. The Boston Bruins lead the way with seven players from the queue. Patrice Bergeron, Charlie Coyle. Bergeron from the T-Tank. Charlie Coyle from St. John. A.J. Greer from Rouen, Aranda. 
David Krejci from Gatineau, Jacob Locko from Rouen, Noranda, Brad Marchand from the Mooseheads, Moncton, and Valdor, and Jakob Zaboral from the St. John Sea Dogs all made the Bruins this season. And fun fact, every single team in the NHL had at least one former Q player on their opening roster, and I think that just says a lot about the development of the QMJHL as they continue to pump out elite talents every single year. Yeah, that, that's huge, huge news. But did you also hear about uh, Drouin got the healthy scratch against Toronto last night? Yeah, that was a controversial yeah, call. I don't know. Mike Hoffman was also in the lineup that yeah. night. I'm not sure what they decided to do with that, but Jonathan Drouin, who was poised to have a big season this year with Montreal, healthy scratched first game. I wonder if it was a little injury they don't want to talk no, about or if it was i heard i heard he, was, he had some issues like behind like, oh, okay. off the ice i i don't know if that's true like you can fact check me on that one uh Just but kind of coach giving him a timeout yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what martin st louis is doing there I, I i think he should have a sick year but if you're gonna healthy scratch him then i don't know what, what the deal is there well it must have worked out as the montreal canadians defeated the toronto maple <laughs> this montreal candle sitting beside me in the studio <laughs> needs to go on the floor. <laughs> no, it's got to stay. No, that will go down for the entirety of the show. <laughs> Moving on, the CHL Top 10 rankings were released on, I believe, Tuesday. Sherbrooke jumps up two spots to number two after being in four last week. Quebec goes from two to three. Gatineau stays put at number six. And the Halifax Mooseheads, after being an honorable mention, is number eight on the CHL top 10 rankings, and they continue to stay undefeated in regulation. It's always good to see as they had a couple hard years of rebuilding, finally back in the top 10. Your QMJHL team of the week was announced as well. Forwards Jacob Melanson, Justin Gill, and Jordan Dume. Defenseman Etienne Morin, Pierre-Olivier Watt on defense, and your goaltender Olivier Adam. Jacob Melanson had six points in three games for the Titan, two goals and an assist against Cape Breton, and then the very next game had a hat trick in a 6-3 win over the Cape Breton Eagles. Justin Gill, continuing to lead the league in points, had eight points in three games, two assists versus Ruan Aranda, two goals and an assist versus Moncton, and a goal and two assists versus Bay Camo as the Phoenix begin their hot start to the season. And Jordan Dume, eight points in three games on that stacked first line in Halifax. A goal and three assists versus Bathurst, two assists versus Victoriaville, and another two assists versus Charlottetown, as the Mooseheads are, once we, like we said, undefeated in regulation. Hoping to continue that tonight against Drummondville. Jordan Dume has also had multi-point games every single game this season. Etienne Moran of the Moncton Wildcats, five points in three games, had a goal against Shawinigan and three assists against Drummondville. Pierre-Olivier Waugh, four assists in two games, two assists against Halifax, two assists against St. John, and he also added an assist against Ramuski after the team of the week was announced. So you could technically say five points in two games for Waugh. And Olivier Adam, at first I looked at his stats and I wasn't sure why he made the team of the week. But he went 1-0 with a 9.51 save percentage and a 168 goals against average. 24 saves against the Drummondville Voltageur. And he added two assists in a 5-1 win for the Drakkar. Yes, like sir. I said, I wasn't sure why he made it. But then I went on the game stats and he had more assists than most of his teammates. So <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's two, pretty ass- two assists in one game. You did not see that. Getting uh, one assist is hard yeah. when you're a goalie. Usually you got to like hope your guy goes for an end-to-end rush. Oh, yeah. 
usually on the power play, but oh, he got it done, two assists. Not a boy. He's probably in the top 10 on his team in points now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely bragging to his boys about it. He's That's definitely giving them a hard time. Yeah, yeah. The QMJHL player of the week was Justin Gill of the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Like we mentioned, he scored five times and had three assists in a trio of home games for the league-leading Phoenix. pair of assists and an OT loss to Rowan Aranda. Two goals and an assist against Moncton in an 8-5 victory where he was named the second star. And once again, named second star with a goal and two assists in a win against Bay Camo. Currently leads the league with 16 points and 10 goals. And he was invited to Vancouver Canucks camp earlier in the year. Before this season, I didn't even know who Justin Gill was. <laughs> so I looked it up and he was acquired in the Patrick Gay trade. He was originally a Charlottetown Islander. Gay came over to Charlottetown and... Justin Gill is now turning out to be a great piece for that Sherbrooke Phoenix team. And the scary part is, is he's allowed to come back next year because he's only in 03. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure he'll be dominating this league this year and next. Yeah, he's going to be scary next year. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, oh, he's yeah. going to be he, nuts. He will be nuts. And a lot of those Sherbrooke guys yeah. are probably coming back. Yeah, guys like be... Ethan Goche and yeah. Israel Mananskum and yeah. All of those guys are only improving, too. Like They're still young when you think about it. I know with Q it's kind of weird with their age but like Justin Gill all those guys are going to be nuts next year who was your Q player of the week this uh, week Leo? well it's funny that you mentioned that even though we've been hyping him up this past five minutes I gotta go with Justin Gill uh as you said 16 points already this season he's an absolute powerhouse out there uh playing with Wa. um just those guys are just nuts I, I can't not put him up there that Gill uh, that Gil Waugh and Goche line oh, is it, unreal. It's one of the best in the queue for sure. Scary. It's like, like human highlight reels every shift. Yeah, I would say that line in the Moosehead's first line, Dume, Piesca, and Katafora, probably the best in the queue. So my player of the week is Nick Svenenko from the Bay Camodracar, first overall pick in the CHL import draft in 2021. I said for this team to be successful, if you guys listened to the last episode, he's going to need to step up and play some big minutes. Played for Latvia at the World Juniors last year, giving them their first win of the tournament in history. Point-per-game player right now, seven points in seven games. And he had two goals and an assist in two games against Drummondville. So Nick Svenenko's stepping up when he needs to be, being that top D-man. He's been doing a great job of that. And he is my QMJHL Player of the Week. Good pick, good pick. In other news, we have Owen Hollingsworth, former Sudbury Wolf, decides to come East and play for the Charlottetown Islanders. Former member of Sudbury, as I mentioned, according to Ben Leeson of the Sudbury Star on Twitter, the Wolves waived Hollingsworth to give him more opportunity, and he should get that with the young Charlottetown team. They don't have very many things in their lineup right now compared to last year, so Hollingsworth will, and I believe he scored his first goal the other night. So he had one assist in seven games for the Wolves last season, played most of last season with the Nepian Raiders in Ontario Junior A, 35 points in 40 games last season with them. A goal and an assist for Charlottetown so far this season. Nova Scotia wins the very first Atlantic Canada QMJHL Cup. For anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's basically a top prospects tournament for the QMJHL. It was in Dieppe, New Brunswick this year. They won 6-3 against New Brunswick in the finals and... One guy highlighting that roster is Brady Peddle, the brother of Tyler Peddle of the Drummondville Voltageur. I was watching QMJHL highlights the other day, and I watched Riley Kidney score probably the best goal of the year so far. 
it was on the top five plays of the week, and I watched it probably 15 <laughs> times. On repeat it. He went through every – Theo watched it too. He yeah. went through all five Cape Breton players, held onto the puck for probably 35 seconds, no passing or anything, Yeah. and then just ripped it right past Jan Bednar, which makes it even more impressive because he's one of the best goalies yeah. in the queue. So the, the thing about Kidney too is his shot's so underrated. Oh, I know. His for a shot, little guy. His shot's nuts. No, it's crazy yeah. for a little guy. Like, he has the hands and everything, but people keep forgetting about his shot. Yeah, for sure. Michael Horth, who plays for the Charlottetown Islanders, had two goals and 10 shots on goal in the Islanders' 7-4 loss to the St. John's Sea Dogs. He was named the third star. I just thought that was good to mention because 10 shots is absurd. Yeah, That's... 10, 10 shots, you don't see that at a whole lot either. And I don't think Michael Horth plays many minutes either, so 10, 10 shots is wild. Yeah. Just didn't pass it. Maybe, just didn't pass it. Maybe he was just icing the puck the whole time. <laughs> he just iced it down to the goalie from the... <laughs> All right, we're going to, after all that news, we're going to dive into our West, nope, sorry, Central Division preview, starting with the Drummondville Voltageur, third in the Central last year, 28, 25, 9, and 6, lost to Blaineville in round one, three games to one. They pick up Oscar Plundowski and Drew Elliott from Charlottetown, and they trade Drew Madigan to Bathurst. They didn't have any first or second round draft picks this season, so I think they're trusting their youth. They already got guys like Luke Woodworth and... Tyler Petal, Mateo Rondi. So I think this team's going to be pretty exciting this year, Theo. I'm excited to go watch them tonight, yeah. actually. They're they're young, and they're on they're on the upswing. Yeah, they're young, but they're good. <laughs> like, yeah, they're you know, young and good. Yeah, Like, like the Moncton Wildcats. Yeah, okay. They're young and good. <laughs> I know uh, um, with the Q, it's kind of hard uh, playing with, like, a bunch of young guys. But, like, Drummondville, like, Tyler Petal already has five points in seven games already. Um, Simon Hughes, I know he didn't have a great year last year, only had 21 points last season, but um, all these young guys, like, of course, Woodworth, the assistant captain, obviously unreal. His hands are nuts. Um, yeah, there's, I think they, they're going to be really good this year. Yeah, I'm looking at Luke Woodworth, 50 points in 68 games last season, four points in six games to start this year. That could have been more by now yeah. it might be five and seven now i haven't checked his stats in a yeah. bit he had a breakout season last year showing he has potential to be a great playmaker in this league nasty hands unreal passer sees the ice so well another guy passed over in the nhl draft this year looking to make a difference and try and hear his name called next june mm-hmm. i listened to his high button sports interview and he's just a guy that loves coming to the rink like he loves the game he he gets excited about this team like no one i've ever seen before Always putting in the work to be better every night. Listening to the interview, he just sounds like a great guy off the ice, and I could easily see him being a captain for this Drummondville team, if not next year, the year after. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, we don't know him well enough to know what his personality is like, but he seems like an all-around good guy, too. But From like, that 20-minute interview, he yeah, seems the, very humble about yeah, his play and yeah. definitely not cocky. Oh, he, no. Not a cocky guy. Yeah, he's super humble, it seems like. The goaltending in Drummondville is interesting to me as well. You got Jacob Gooby and Riley Mercer. Riley Mercer, the brother of Dawson Mercer, who plays for the New Jersey Devils. They stick with the same duo as last year, and I think this has potential to be one of the best tandems in the league. You got Mercer, who's an 4 He's shown high potential in his Q career so far. Was in was invited to the camp with the Montreal Canadiens. Start the season 2-0 with a 1.5 goals against and a 9.57 save percentage. You got Gooby, who's an 03, coming from Charlottetown. 304 goals against 899 save percentage last year. 
this will be an interesting battle in net because I think, you know, this will eventually be Mercer's net. I think he's had a way hotter start than Gooby as Gooby's winless through four games. Yeah. And having two goaltenders like that keeps them motivated. And I think this is a great problem to have for the Voltageur, similar to the, oh, who was it I was talking about last week? No, I For what? The, there was a goaltending tandem. The, oh. Anyway, that'll come back to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's a great problem to have. Like yeah. I said, you you can never have too much depth at any position, yeah. and I think Drummondville's got just that. And I'm also looking at Justin Cote. He was passed over in the draft as well. Smaller forward, 56 points in 64 games last year. He hasn't played this season due to injury, but he'll be back soon. Leading scorer as far as returning players go. He plays a quick game, smaller guy. 26 goals shows he can put the puck in the net. I expect him to break out and either get drafted or at least get invited to camp, similar to Theo Rochette getting invited to Toronto and Philly camp. I think scouts will eventually see that Justin Cote can be a player either in the AHL or NHL in the future. How big is he? He's like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, He's pretty small, but he... Obviously, that doesn't matter. He's putting yeah. the puck in the yeah, net. If he can, he's like Caulfield. If you can put the puck in the net, then it doesn't matter. Drummondville's been rebuilding through the draft for years. They're beginning the upswing of that junior hockey cycle that we always talk about. They had, between 2020 and 2021, they had six first-round picks. They all have a couple years under their belt, and they're beginning to look like stars. I like the offense. Woodworth, Peddle, Drew Elliott, Sam Oliver, who they also get from Charlottetown. On D, they have Maverick Lamoureux at 6'6". Huge. Drafted by the Arizona Coyotes in the first round of the draft. I was listening to a podcast, I believe it was Spit and Chicklets, and they said, I wonder if they drafted Lamoureux simply for size or because his point totals weren't like immaculate. They weren't. Yeah, yeah. I, I was watching his highlights. Like, he's, he's obviously something. Like, he's nuts. Like, he's a beast. This, he kind of reminds me, like, comparison to like Roman Yossi because of how tall he is even though he, he doesn't get as much points as Yossi obviously but um I think he should he should do well because skating like that at that size it's, it's super hard to do yeah they also pick up Oscar Plandowski from Charlottetown I mentioned the goalie tandem before I like the youth on the team a lot of 04s and 05s they have all the pieces to be successful and I think they'll compete in the next few years they might even surprise teams this year but I'm expecting huge improvement from Drummondville Next up, we have the President Cup winning Shawinigan Cataracts, second in the Central last year, 40-24-1-3. Like we said, beat the Charlottetown Islanders four games to one to win the President's Cup and a trip to the Memorial Cup. They have four scores from last season gone in Olivier Nadeau, Xavier Borgo, Maverick Bork, and Pierre Dubé. Their top four scores, that's a huge loss. Yeah. That's incredibly huge. Coming off a of President's Cup, so lots of turnover. They lost a lot of their high-end forwards. I like their decor, though. It's young, like Jordan Terigny, Angus Booth. Still very young and lead the way on defense. They keep Antoine Colombay. He was the goalie that led them to the President's Cup last year. Are we going to see him as a, you know, are we going to see him have the same success this year now that the team's depleted, similar to Nick Herbatiz or... Um, the Victoriaville goal. Well, Herbatiz in both years that he was with St. John yeah. and Victoriaville. Are we going to see that, or are we going to see him kind of come back to reality? Now I, that I think definitely coming back to reality. This Schwenigan team's obviously struggling right now. Off, off the powerhouse of a wagon last year they had, but now it's just 
they're on a major setback. I like you mentioned, they got some great D, but I do not think because he he has a eight point nine two save percentage right now. So I'm fact checking right now, but um, that's only two games. But I think I don't know. I I, I don't think he's gonna improve, but I don't think he's gonna do horrible at the same time if that makes any sense he keeps a similar defense though like i said jordan Terigny's back 21 points in 64 games last year mm. already got five and seven this year had a great rookie season for the stacked cataracts he's gonna get a lot of minutes this season he's yeah. gonna have to eat up a lot of minutes he'll lead the defense and according to craig button early projected first round pick craig button has him at 31 as of right now Craig Button also said that the Leafs were going to win the Stanley Cup last year. <laughs> well, it, I'm it is I'm what just, it is. I'm just joking. Angus Booth had 23 points in 42 games last year. No points so far this season, but that's okay. It's early. Yeah. Same goes for Booth. He'll be looking to step up. He'll play a lot of minutes. And he just got drafted by the LA Kings in the fourth round. So I think he's more of a defensive guy anyways. I'm not sure the current lines for Shawinigan right now, but a Terigny-Booth pairing would be absolutely electric. Yeah. I want to see that sometime this season. Last guy I'm looking for, Mathis Couchier. Only 27 points in 62 games last year, but he's got four and five this season. Being a younger team, Couchier was brought in from Moncton to be a leader for all those young guys coming in. Not a big point producer, but I think it was more of like a leadership locker room type of addition. And I'm interested to see how he produces this year, and so far he's looking around a point per game. Mm, yeah, right on. Who do you like from Shawinigan? Uh, well, like I said, uh, I'm not too familiar with this squad they have now, uh, supposed to last year. But um, like I said, the goalie Antoine Colombe, he's obviously. Um, I I don't know because now that I'm like rethinking about it, like I don't know if he's gonna struggle or not. Uh, it's kind of a hard decision to make. But I don't I, like I said. I don't think he's gonna. That's something gonna be a factor yeah. in how they place this season. It just depends on the defense, like you said. They have a really good defense, but um, past Terigny and Booth, it's gonna be. Yeah, their forwards just aren't. Like, they aren't there. They aren't there. I don't know what they're gonna do. So yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. Yeah, they also pick up a lot of other guys like Vincent Gauthier from Halifax, another younger guy. He didn't get many minutes in Halifax, but I think he'll get quite a few now. Yeah. You also got, like I said, Cloutier, Remy De La Fontaine to kind of stabilize that goaltending position, Thomas Hebert. So, but yeah, they lose Charles Baudin, yeah. Lavely, Nadeau. That's a big one. They didn't have a first round pick either, so I think it'll be a it'll be a bit of a tough season for. Yeah. Schwinnigan, but hey, they'll, you never know. They'll get some good picks next year. They're four and two to start the year, so yeah. they. It's only early too. Like we, you never know what could happen. No, exactly. Q very unpredictable sometimes. Super unpredictable, especially yeah. at the bottom. Like, and yeah. we'll be we'll be testing that at the end of the, at and, the end of the podcast as we have a question for you guys. If we'll see what the answers are. Yeah. Next up, Sherbrooke Phoenix six zero and one to start the season. First in the Central Division last year. Lost to Charlottetown in round three, three games to one. I'm just going to put it blank. This team's a wagon. They are <laughs> stacked from head to toe. Head to toe. They are They are definitely a President Cup favorite, and they've got guys like Josh Waugh, 119 points in 66 games, 51 goals, mind you, 11 points in five games this season. Really impressive in Montreal camp. I actually thought he was going to play for Laval. I wasn't sure if he was going to come back. 
I think Dom- he should have. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Absolutely dominated since being drafted first overall by St. John. Has excelled even more since the trade to Sherbrooke. Easily one of the most dominant players in the queue. I can't believe teams waited till the fifth round to pick yeah, this guy. I, I thought he would go way higher. He's going to light it up this year. I think he'll score 50 again, and hot take, he might even score 60. 60. Ooh. 60 goals in 68 games is tough, but I think he could do it. I'll put 58. That's took, my prediction. Took 311 shots last year. Holy smokes. If you want to quickly check that, 311 shots in 68 games. I'm just curious what his shots per game was. But, you know, he'll be he'll have a he'll still have a good season. He's got Cole Hawkins now who they picked up from Bathurst to pass to and Ethan Gauthier projected high in the draft pick. Yeah, you're right. What's the what's the number here? What is it? Three twelve. Three twelve? So he averaged about three shots a game. Yeah. Closer to three and a half. Yeah. That is absurd. And I think he'll I think he'll have even more. Yeah, no. He's gross. Mentioned Cole Hawkins, 26 points in 42 games last year. Four points in five games so far this year. Injuries hurt him a lot last season. Year before, it was a point per game, and I expect him to bounce back playing on that stacked line with Juan Gauthier. Calgary Flames prospect, big forward, physical game. He'll make, you know, he's going to be hitting anything that moves out there. He'll make lots of room for Gauthier and Wa to do their thing. Ethan Gauthier, 39 points in 65 games last year. Already has two points per game, 14 and 7 this year. Had a great rookie season last year, dominating in his first handful of games. Draft eligible this year, and according to Craig Button, he's ranked 14th. And if you don't like Craig Button's takes like you were just saying, Bob McKenzie has him at 12th. If he keeps this play up and Sherbrooke goes on a run, I'm going to say he'll be in the top 5 or 10 by the end of the year. Yeah, No, that's a good take. I, I don't disagree with you at all there. Um who are your Sherbrooke players uh, to watch? So, I got uh, Anthony Monroe-Boucher. Has eight points in seven games so far. I don't know if that's changed at all uh, as we're recording. But he had 33 points last season. Big body. Um, good two-way forward as well. He, I heard he has some nice defense play. Uh, Cole Hawkins, as you mentioned, 26 points last season. Four points in five games this season. Um Milo Rolens invited to Ottawa training camp last year, has eight points in seven games, and um, I think he was injured like half the year as well. He only played uh, 45 games, and he had 18 points, which isn't too great, but I think he, I think he should be fine this year. Like I said, for a recap, Sherbrooke is going to be an absolute wagon. They are undefeated in regulation through seven games, and I think they're just going to keep dominating. They have, they're stacked top to bottom. Like I could go on about... On, we didn't even talk about their defense. They have Tyson Hines and they have David Spacek. Yeah. Kalen Goche, brother of Ethan. They have some great players in that lineup, and I think they're just going to dominate the season. President Cup favorite, maybe even Memorial Cup. Yeah. No, it's not a bad take. Moving on to the Victoriaville Tigra, the 2021 QMJHL President Cup winners. They were fourth in the Central Division last year, 25-36-4-3. They missed the playoffs along with Kate Breton last year. They pick up Thomas Belgard. Thomas Belzeal, Dan Shretien, Jeremy Louchard, and Elliot Simard. And they say goodbye to Frederick Duteau, Guillaume Legault, and Joey Vetrano, Edward Carrier, and Barry Alpha. One big addition they had in this offseason was goaltender Gabriel Dagla, second overall pick. I believe he's the highest drafted goaltender since mid-2000s. I think it was something like that. I was checking it weeks ago, but... 
He didn't play in the game against Halifax, which was kind of disappointing. I wanted to see how he played. They start Nathan Darvo instead, and that's where I lead into my players to watch. I'm looking at Darvo and Dagla to kind of lean lean on each other a little. You got Darvo, who's a little older. Dagla, 15 years old, doesn't turn 16 until crazy until November. So he's technically underage player playing in this league. And I, d- I think that's a good thing. Like you got an older guy who has played in the league before mentoring a younger guy. Get him more comfortable in this situation. How, how many games do you think he'll play this season? Uh, Not a lot? Or? Well, I wouldn't call it a full 50-50. Yeah, I know. I would call it more like a 60-40, 70-30. They yeah. want him to get his reps. Yeah. But like he looked good in his first games. He looked pretty calm and... Yeah. Most rookie goalies you see swimming around in the ice, and he was a little nervous. You wouldn't have been able to tell he was a rookie unless I told you. Like yeah. he was, he looked really good. You also got Tommy Cormier, thirty-four points in twenty-six games last year. Obviously, was injured quite a bit. Eight points in six games this season. He's one of the older guys. Is an 3 on this younger team. Smaller forward, lots of speed. Only five foot seven, I believe. Should get lots of power play and rack up the points. You can expect him to be a top producer on this team. You also got Captain Maxime Pellerin, 60 points in 65 games last year, 9-6 and six so far this season. Captain of the Victoriaville Tigre was on that championship squad in 2021, as we mentioned, as a role player, and he knows how to win. I think that's huge that he's the captain because he has all that experience in the queue, and he's he knows how to go on runs, and he'll be good for those younger players. He's got a big voice in that locker room, and he was invited to St. Louis camp this season, so oh, wow. he's... He's looking up. I believe he's the one that scored against Halifax to win in overtime. So <laughs> that's a little tough, but yeah. you know it is what it is. It's early. Yeah, they look good though. They they like we said they surprised teams so far. They're four and two to start the season. I don't think they'll be contenders, but they'll make it really hard to play against them every night. From what I heard, they outskated and outplayed the Mooseheads in that game last week. But I think they'll, you know, they'll be hard to play against. I don't think they'll miss the playoffs, but I think they'll, they'll be lower in the standings for sure. Yeah, um, I got kind of the same players that you mentioned, but Thomas Bellegarde, uh, 2002, older guy, but he had uh, 59 points in 69 games last season. A uh, huge body. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he was 195 or something. Uh, he, big, big guys mentioned, and yeah, th- this team is pretty. It's it's hard to tell with this team. Uh, you don't like you can't really tell. You don't know what you're getting. Yeah, Similar yeah. like Cape Breton. Yeah. You get a young team. And I feel like we're saying that for a lot of these Q teams, but it's so true. That's how the like, league works. Yeah, that's you always the, have a few contenders, and then you get a few fringe teams. Then you got your teams yeah. that are just absolute dog water, and they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. But hey, we said that about uh, Valdor and Justin Robida comes back for one game yeah. and he gets points on all five goals they <laughs> score. So yeah. That is another true. guy that we said is gonna have to step up, and he came through for his team. Maybe he's just listening to this podcast, and he just he we motivated it. him. Yeah, similar to the Chicklets bump, yeah. he got the Q review bump. <laughs> the Q review bump. There we yeah. go. He, uh, I'm just writing out my standings here. Theo, who do you got in these standings for the Central All Division? Right. Let me just check here. All right. So first, obviously, I got Sherbrooke. Uh, absolute wagon of a team, as we mentioned before, uh, from head to toe. Two, I got Drummondville. Um, that could be questionable. I don't know. Um, 
young team, but going to be super good uh, next year for sure. I fun think. to watch. I think they'll be first or second next year in the in the conference. Uh, I got third, Victoriaville. Um, that could be also a hot take, uh, but um, you never know with this team. So I think I'm gonna. I I I I feel good about this team. I don't know. It's just my mind. My mind is telling me that they're gonna be good. And Shawinigan, uh, I I don't see them doing much this year um, with all the young guys they have. They're not really. It's gonna be a long year. Um, pretty dog water team but coming off the championship yeah coming off they got the, the championship chip, so. like, that's all that matters so congrats to them <laughs> all right i've got a question for you only actually my standings were the exact same yeah <laughs> i i'm a big gabriel diagla fan so i think he's gonna be pretty good in this league that's why i have victoriaville pegged at third yeah sherbrooke just awesome like i watched all their highlights and the passing they have the chemistry already in seven yeah. games is ridiculous Drumville's going to be good as well. I really think they need to start Riley Mercer a lot more. I'm not a head coach, but Mercer's 2-0. Gooby's 0-4. Yeah, do the math. So, and then Shawinigan, yeah, coming off. I, I I, didn't recognize many guys in the lineup, and I've been following the league for quite a bit. And I, I don't know. They, they could be good. I'm not saying yeah. that they don't have good players. I just, I'm it's not sure good. where they're going to fall. This is also a pretty strong division with Sherbrooke and Drummondville. Yeah. So, this, this could be a hot take also, uh, but I think Drumville and Sherbrooke are going to be neck and neck, like, all year. If this, you don't do you think, think it's going to be out of proportion? I don't, I don't think it's going to be out of proportion at all. Uh, obviously, Sherbrooke's, like, a wagon, as we mentioned, keep mentioning, but... I can see Drummond, Drummondville getting hot, like, yeah, after Christmas. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's going to be super close with that, those top two teams. Because those younger guys usually take a little bit to get their wheels going, and... yeah. I think they'll heat up after Christmas. Maybe make a few trades to stay competitive in that division. Yeah. I want to know only two Q teams missed the playoffs. Who are they going to be? Uh, out of all eighteen. Listen. Don't look at my notes. Oh, Pick your own. All right. <laughs> so. I didn't write this down. Anyway, I thought I did. Um, I got Charlottetown. Hate to hate to mention the maritime fellas. Did you change your mind? You said Charlottetown yeah, was gonna be unreal. I, no, you no, said they're gonna be better than Moncton. No, I know, but I changed <laughs> my mind after <laughs> watching the standings. I Moncton, I'm with you guys. And after getting ripped uh, into by multiple uh, sources, yes. we won't say who. Well, I know we can say who, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm sorry, Moncton fans, but um, I I think they're gonna be good. But Charlottetown on the other end. Uh, in the other conference, I have, uh... It doesn't have to be the other conference. I think it's just the bottom two. Like, either team. You go with the other, and then I'll switch back. Okay, so one of my teams I have is Shawinigan. Yeah. I, like I said, I... Shawinigan just, I don't think they have the firepower to compete with all the, even those fringe teams. Like, it's really going to depend on Anton Columbe, if he's the goalie we see in the President's Cup, or if he's just a victim of great defense and you know now that that defense is gone I don't really know how he's going to perform so if I look at the standings right now the bottom four teams are Cape Breton Shakutami Ramuski Moncton St. John Charlotte (laughs) geez the Maritimes aren't not looking good (laughs) Maritimes aren't looking too hot right now um like at the beginning of the season, I was really set on saying Valador is not gonna have a good year, but now they're like, 
with Robodot, like getting a point like every game and everybody stepping up. I this is a hard just, question. It was meant to kind of throw you off. Yeah, like, like this is a. It's tough, man. Like you, you don't know. Like, like I, I'm sorry to Charlottetown, but I just can't see them. Like we're interested play. to hear your guys' picks. If you yeah. guys, we'll post something on our story if you want to comment who you think is gonna miss the playoffs this season. Only two teams miss. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chikudami. I Chikudami. I'm not sold on their youth yet. They have a young team as well, similar to Valdor, but they don't have like a Justin Robida on their team. Yeah, they don't have any All Stars really. No. So and plus they've got uh, is it Lavely in net? Yeah. Who was a backup on Shawinigan? Yeah. So I. I'm going to go Chikudami. That's going to be my two. Right. Shawinigan and Chikudami. All right. I got Charlottetown and Ruan Aranda. How about that? Ruan Aranda. Is that a hot take? Uh, a little bit, but we'll take it. That's well, okay. Well, I'm looking. I, I was, hot takes it, are fun. No, I'm just looking at like their standings right now. Three three wins, five losses already. Um, and it's kind of like, um, oh, who's the team that you mentioned? Um I'm forgetting Blanken, but like they don't really have an all-star also, really. Like, Ruan Aranda was the team that I mentioned about the goaltending duo with yeah, uh, that's true. Jonathan Lemieux and uh, oh the other guy's blanking on me. Search up Ruan Aranda's we'll roster. This is going to bother me. We'll this is going to bother me. Uh, Thomas Couture and Kyle Hagen. Yes, Thomas Couture and Kyle Hagen. Kyle Hagen, young goalie, and uh, Thomas Couture, a veteran who will lead him. Yeah. I but that's I what I mean. It can't really be a hot take because we don't know. Like, I know. Like, it's so hard, man. Like, Shawinigan's in seventh place, but yeah. I just don't think that that can go much longer. Yeah, no. Plus, you had a bunch of teams like Gatineau and stuff have guys out for the first three games, so they were basically write-offs. Like, they weren't even – you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's fair, yeah. This one should be a little easier. I want your finals prediction and your winner of the president's cup okay um well what i said for this is um i said gatineau versus uh quebec but i wouldn't be surprised if it's sherbrooke versus quebec so your pick is gatineau and yeah quebec. my pick is gatineau versus Qu- quebec and i'm picking quebec to win it all Okay, well, I've got Sherbrooke and Quebec. That, okay, I didn't so even have to up. think. I didn't even have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that that it's that that's a pretty given one, but I, you never know. That'll wrap it up for us here on the Q Review episode four. You've got three games on the schedule tonight or yesterday for those listening. You got Charlottetown and Cape Breton for the Eagles home opener. Drummondville in Halifax and Bathurst visits the Shawinigan Cataracts. Thank you all for listening. Follow us on our Instagram at QReview underscore pod, Twitter QReview underscore pod. This has been the Q Review episode four, your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, unofficial podcast of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Thank you all for listening. Thanks, guys.